I said a hip hop, a hip it, a hip it, a hip hip hop, and then you don't stop rocking to the bang bang boogie. Sit up, jump the boogie to the rhythm of the boogity boot. Skiddy doo bop, scoob bop, scooby doo, and guess what? America, we love you. Have you ever been over a friend's house to eat and the food just ain't no good? I mean, the macaroni soggy, the peas are moist, and the chicken tastes like wood. Hey, Biff. What was Dr. Frankenstein's uh, uh, New uh, Year's... Uh, 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 no, no, no. I'm stopping this right now. <laughs> what, what, this well, is I, a no, sideshow, right? This, this is oh, a no, sideshow. All right, all right. No, all We're right, not all doing right. jokes for sideshows. All right. Sorry. Not, not on my watch. Okay. What was Dr. Frankenstein's New Year's resolution? Make me friends. I had to get it out. I had to get it out. I apologize, but you're right. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Carnivore Personnel Sideshow. I'm Jacques. Uh, this is Biff. And this is No Fun Joe. <laughs> Guardrails Joe. Yes. So, first of all, uh, happy, new, happy New Year, gentlemen. Yeah, happy, happy New Year, sure. Yeah. Happy New Year to you. In jail. <laughs> um... And this podcast is dropping on New Year, so it's a perfect time to reflect on 2023 and look ahead. And I asked uh, Joe and Biff, hey, there's a lot of horrible stuff in the world. Let's not talk about any of it. Let's talk about three or four things in our own life or in the world that happened this year that kind of... You know, made us happy, made us say, yeah. you know what? Yeah, life is one kick in the nuts after the next. But this good thing happened. That good thing happened. Hey, it didn't happen to me, but I'm aware that that good thing happened over there. And then, you know, not really resolutions, but, you know, what are you hoping to see or what you think will bring a smile to the faces of all the children in the world in 2024? Um, so uh, uh, just, little... just for the record, I don't give a crap about the children of the world. Just, just... <laughs> If I have one wish, if I had one for wish. all the children of the world. In the world. Look, the logistics is just nuts. Well, or maybe to get jobs or something, you know. Um, so return of child labor. But, like well, <laughs> you know what? It's it's just it's, like the U.S. South, you know. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Gosh, bless it. But um, first of all, before we touch on that, you guys have a great Christmas. I hey. certainly did. Eh. Yeah. Sure. Why not? Yeah. Let's let's go with that. Good <laughs> Christmas. Um, it, you know, it was it was a low key thing, you know, I, and you know, for the record, I think I may have mentioned this a few times. I'm not a huge Christmas guy, just because of the way you know, you know, it, Christmas is not a huge Japanese holiday. You know, like you know, if, if Kentucky Fried Chicken is the most popular Christmas meal in your country, you know, it's just not a you know, <laughs> so, red flag yeah. of a joke holiday. Yeah, it's one of those things. But you know, but it was you know, it was nice. Um, you know, just kind of just a. I I was just glad to have some time off, and you know be able to relax a little bit it's been a hectic year work-wise so um well i had a fantastic christmas as always even though you know i got i actually got some gifts this year uh that are pretty okay the last couple of years i only get like one or two gifts which is one or two more than i need or want but two years ago i got a really cool uh it just says college it's a sweatshirt that john belushi wore in animal house and upon seeing that, my then 14-year-old said, oh, that's awesome. That's mine. <laughs> Actually, he, he he didn't know what it was from. He borrowed it like a couple Who days later. Who cares about the reference, right? Well, he, we, he didn't get it. He just thought, oh, that's interesting. Yeah. I, he wore it. We were at like the grocery store. And two guys, you know, our age, yeah, were like, yeah. <laughs> dude, that's a great shirt. And he's like, and I was like, why people love it? So it's from this movie. I showed him a screen grab. He went to school like a few days later with it. And a couple of teachers over 40 were like, dude, that's a great shirt. So it became his. Um, you know, last year, uh, wife got me a Roy Kent uh, jersey from, you know, my beloved Ted Lasso, my favorite character. Uh, but for two reasons, I've never won it. One. I'm such a fat ass, it didn't fit. Secondly, because it had the name of the sponsor from season two on the front and his name and number on the back, and Ray Kent retired uh, in season one. So he wasn't on the field, so it's not, you know. Uh, it's not authentic. Authentic, so I, I can't wear that. Um, so my wife told me I'm an ass and she hates me. Anyways, uh, no, but this Christmas we had a friend who stayed over with us 
Um, and it was great. I was just telling Joe before we started, uh, she's of the Jewish persuasion, but she was married for 10 years to a guy who celebrated Christmas. They had eight, seven, eight Christmas together with a kid. And she was in tears when we started opening the presents and management pointed, oh, boys, go get the stockings hanging by the, you know, uh, we have a fireplace. It's so Norman Rockwell. But there's one for management, one for each of the boys, one for me and one for her. And she just couldn't believe that, you know, that Santa had brought her a stocking because in all those years married to, you know, you know, uh, you know, a guy who celebrates Christmas, he never thought, oh, I should get her a stocking, too. You know, so it was to, it be, was, fair, to be fair, though. I mean, and, you know, I don't know anything about this guy. Right. But to be fair, I, I, I really think dudes are really bad about crap like that. I'm uh, just saying I'm just you saying. have to go out of your way to exclude a member of your immediate family from stockings. Well, <laughs> he had one for himself and there's anyways, but it was yeah. nice. <laughs> oh, if he had one for himself, that's a different issue, right? You know, but and in, in years past, Renetsky's been here for Christmas and it's yeah. it is. It's really nice because Christmas is a yeah. big thing with us. Um, so it was great. OK, so, you know, you know, the thing with Christmas is that um, and I had a I had a total rip off of a childhood because we didn't celebrate Christmas much because, you know, we, um, we were, um, you know, a Japanese national family so not a big thing i only remember like one christmas gift from my childhood and you know i'm not i'm not sad about it or anything it's just the way it was the part that was a ripoff though like the japanese celebrate new year's and on new year's kids get money right. and i only got a i only got money like a few times or like only from a few people or whatever because oh you know we're in we're in canada so we're not going to do the japanese thing and so and then so yeah Huh. So, so, so you were in Canada, so you didn't do the Japanese thing, but you were in Canada, but you didn't do the Canadian thing. You know, your parents just were mean or didn't like yeah. you. It's one or the part, other. Part of, yeah, I mean, part of it was, you know, my parents were um, certainly my mom was extremely busy all the freaking time because we literally have people over like every night of the week because uh, and the premise of it is, is that, you know, we had a Japanese, you know, my dad ran a Japanese national company in canada and so a lot of the people there were you know transplants and you know far away from home and so he basically had to do a lot of uh employee management because you know they got homesick you know they were they were they struggled you know in a foreign country and so that you know we were the home away from home for a lot of them so that's why we had people over every night and you know and it was great for i mean i loved it i mean you know you know but like in retrospect, I realized that they kind of pulled one on me. I just didn't realize at the time that they this, this they pulled this on me. But you know, but it was like it was like there was one time, tragically enough, my dad collapsed uh, during a, a business trip to Japan uh, uh, in December. He had to do some year end reporting with you know, all of the vice presidents, and during a meeting, he apparently coll collapsed. And so we rushed to Japan, and we spent like like three or four weeks in Japan where in New Year's, I went to all my relatives house and I got so much cash. And I think, <laughs> what is this? What is this greatness? You know? So yeah. I, 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 you didn't, you didn't associate that with your father collapsing, right? Like it's not like, Hey, every time dad collapses, he should, he should, I mean, he should do it every December right? yeah. in, in, in Japan. You know, we need an annual trip to Japan at this time of the year. So maybe hey, dad can schedule his, you know, you, health you know, failures. <laughs> It's uh, you know, that's it. That it's interesting because I don't know. I've never thought of this in years, but growing up, I spent a lot of time with my mom's older brothers, uh, older brother in the weekend. Um, never had kids. His wife was older. On New Year's at about eleven thirty, they put money and food. Yeah, on yeah, yeah, yeah. A porch, and then like bring oh, in porridge. Okay. Or, or like you know they you know and and it was like it was this big Italian thing or I associate it with an Italian thing because it was a very Italian neighborhood and all the Italian people yeah. you know did it and it was also one of those neighborhoods you could do that no one was gonna take anything right. it's like the uh, the the wedding in the uh, in Goodfellas oh my God the bag with all the money don't worry nobody here is gonna take it uh, Joe do you guys have any Portuguese do the Portuguese have any traditions like that that are different on New Year's uh new year's no I, I know my dad like would just treat him treat the family to like making a lobster on new year's eve mm. for some reason like that was his big thing like you know the portuguese they like the seafood but you know we didn't always have shellfish or lobster so that was like a new year's mm -hmm. kind of tradition in my house uh i don't know how far that extends to the other portuguese folks but 
Um, yeah, I mean, that's kind of what I remember. And then my dad had this thing about like turning on all the lights in the house. Like, I don't know, like he wanted to really like, really burn through the electric bill. I don't know, like that was like a, I don't know if that was a Portuguese tradition, but I don't know, he just, yeah. You know, so like, electric, if there's, you know, ever, a, you know, a Portuguese tradition, it's electricity, right? So, <laughs> yeah, just wasting money. That's our money. Portuguese tradition. You know, you know so the, the Japanese have an elaborate spread for New Year's and they're like, they you know, and they have like, these uh, lacquered boxes with different compartments and like you know like 20 different you know items and they're just the most gorgeous looking you know dishes and the, um you know different colors different flavors but really and it's super expensive you, uh, you uh, a lot of people like you know they don't do it themselves most of the people they'll uh, uh, even here, I can go to the Japanese markets and you know have them make it and order it, and it looks great. But some of the crappiest food—I mean, you know—people think food in Japan is great. New Year's food in Japan kind of sucks when it comes to that stuff that looks beautiful. Now they'll have like often have sushi on the side, which is great, and they'll often like you know like make roast beef and stuff like that because you know what? The main thing that looks pretty—it sucks. Yeah. Well, Biff, you can't have Kentucky Fried Chicken every holiday. You're gonna have to come to terms we with that. We don't, you know, we don't, you know, we don't have Kentucky Fried Chicken on Valentine's Day either. So it's just really just for Christmas. I mean, otherwise it cheapens the Kentucky Fried Chicken, really. No, and I can't. You know, nobody wants to do that. Um, so I don't remember Biff uh, or Joe. You, I'm gonna you, get to the side show, by the way. You, you, no, you no, will, just keep talking about the past. <laughs> You will you will get uh you will clue me into to my past, Joe. Joe, when did my tradition of watching Three Stooges marathon on TV thirty eight start? Uh, I think as soon as you had eyeballs in Boston, right? I mean, was I it eighty four start they started? Eighty three? No. Was it in the eighties? It, it was in like the eighties. Okay, I thought it was like the late seventies, but I oh maybe I, maybe it was yeah. I, well, I don't know because I was I by the time I started becoming cognizant of TV it was eighty two. And as far back as I could remember, I always wanted to be a gangster. And I, <laughs> I uh, would always watch the Three Stooges marathon on Channel 38 in Boston uh, for New Year's Eve. But maybe it was the mid 80s. You know, you know, you might be right. You might, it might be the early to mid 80s. But, you know, even in the 80s when I had a lot of stuff going on, you know, playing junior hockey and stuff like I mean, New Year's was, I, I don't like to go out on the amateur drunk driving holidays. I usually always had a girlfriend anyways, but watching the Three Stooges Marathon, and it was always Biff like a 24-hour, like a real marathon. Okay. I remember even one time our band played a house party. This is 90, 91, 92. If we ever have like John or Sean or Dan on, they, they Dan even wrote a song about it. Um it's in the middle of a house party. I spend most of the time watching this. <laughs> we we played like two sets. I don't remember the whole story. I do remember knocking on this poor girl's door seven, eight, eight, nine the following morning because I woke up on the porch. Um, they had put me on the porch threw a bunch of throw rugs over me because, you know, <laughs> it was freezing and they didn't want me to die. But they're thoughtful. Like, I had like Vomited, passed out, and then I remember the girl opens the door and I said something like, I'm pretty sure I owe somebody here an apology. Um, <laughs> but but some of my clothes were inside and this girl, and she was so nice. I don't remember the party. I just remember her spending 10 minutes walking outside with me on January 1st in the cold, helping me find my car. <laughs> <laughs> like it was one of those, but still, even in my drunken stupor, playing a house party in a grunge band, watching the Three Stooge Marathon was still a priority. And TV Thirty Eight, they lost the rights, but it's okay. My friend, my friend Joe has a Plex account, and he's curated. <laughs> so I will. Management is going away. It's funny because management, the the woman who stayed over for Christmas. Uh, she had a new boyfriend for the last few months. They, she got a romantic suite, you know, two hours north at a ski place on um, in New Hampshire. They're no longer a thing. So she, my wife, and another friend are having a girls' night, drinking oh. wine, staying there, and hopefully Joe will come over and watch Three Stooges with me, or I'll watch Three Stooges by myself. And either way, Happy New Year, everybody. There you go. Speaking of that marathon, I think I mentioned this last year, but on the Internet Archive, some 
blessed soul uploaded a VHS copy of a 1987 broadcast of the Three Stooges Marathon on Channel 38 in Boston with commercials. So it's like a three hour kind of thing. And um, maybe I'll watch that. Maybe we'll watch that. You know, um, the commercials, seriously, that we'll, we'll do a whole 10 sideshows on the the people out there doing the Lord's work who recorded stuff with the commercials on because the commercials are as good, if not better, than the shows we watch from like that, you know, it's kind of a funny thing that you mentioned that because um I was doing I've been trying to do some cleaning and I found my old VHS tapes of um completely unrelated, but old VHS tapes of the Headbangers Ball. Yes. <laughs> and so I think I feel like I need to put this on, you know, yes. like digitize this. Those Dude, are bars of gold. Biff, yeah. if they're not already out there, even if you, you you might have an episode that other people haven't uploaded, there's right. somebody out there. There's a Joe and Jacques out there who are going to be like, whoever put this out there is a god. Thank yeah. you. Um, all right, so let's move ahead. Yeah. Uh, Biff. Give me something good that happened to uh, to you this year. Yeah, I think my my number one is that I this was like for me like the year where I willfully kind of made an effort for like reconnections. I think, um, and you know, two key things. Um, uh, I went to my fortieth uh, high, uh, high school reunion. I had not gone to many reunion events largely because um, you know I went to high school in Hawaii. I, I didn't really go back much. I lost contact with a lot of my, you know, uh, uh, friends um, from high school. And so just, and, you know, it's kind of different, right? When you go away and like people who stuck around, you know, kept on hanging around there. They've been in touch that whole time. And I'm not one of those guys, but I said, you know what? I really should do this. And what was great about that whole experience was that I think a few other people, you know, with the pandemic and everything probably thought the same way because, I sat on a table with um, with this woman who um, who uh, I used to see all the time because our lockers were assigned alphabetically by class, and so her her last name was right after mine on the on the order for, you know in my class, and you know we chatted for a while. It was kind of funny. She was like, you know, she was just one of those um, girls at the time. At the time, she was one of those the super super. The, the purest of the pure girls, she's super Christian. She had the super straight long hair and we, we were chatting away. So, yeah, you know, you know, that was back when I was, you know, super Christian. And, you know, so, yeah, I kind of got over that in college. It's like, that's, that's kind of funny, you know. But, I mean, it's one of those things where, you know, she didn't have too many, like, I guess some of the friends she did keep in touch with didn't come to the reunion. And, but, like, so I was one of the few people she could actually talk to. So it was kind of nice to, you know, kind of catch up, just random stuff. But, you know. Uh, and it was great. It was like, you know, um, so I reconnected with a lot of my friends that, you know, I see them on the, you know, the socials and whatever. And so that's been great. Also took a trip to Japan, you know, reconnected with, you know, some of my old uh, friends who live in Japan and so on. So, and, you know, and obviously it was great to see uh, you gentlemen. Um, I'm glad now that one that was credit, on all goes to, credit all goes to you guys. Cause you, you know, you did all the work kind of coming to me cause I didn't have a way to you know, get out. To, so you, you, you flew 3000 miles. Joe drew four, <laughs> but we did all the work. Okay. <laughs> but I mean, but I mean, I, I was there for work. Right. So, you know, I was going to be there anyway. I, I wasn't, you know, so, but so, you know, a lot of the, a lot of the, you know, and you know, not just that, but just, you know, locally, you know, I, you know, it was a year where I made a lot of effort to reconnect with a lot of people who, you know, who I haven't seen, you know, and even if I didn't see them in person, you know, so there's a lot of that. So what about you, Joe? Uh, to piggyback off what Biff just said, I had uh, meeting or, you know, meeting up with Biff and you um, back on August 15th because I went through my photos on my iPhone and luckily they're dated. And we went to the that barcade in, in uh, Central Square, uh, Kendall Square in uh, Central, I don't know, in Cambridge, Massachusetts. And we had a fun time. Uh, Ellen was there as well. Um, and yeah, it was, that was a nice thing. And, uh, but on top of that, I also liked, uh, meeting all-star Tommy and his family. Um, That's right. Mm, right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That was a nice thing. We went to Nick's comedy stop and, uh, we heckled, a, a <laughs> you know, a, 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 a transphobic comedian and, uh, it, you know, fun was had by all. Um, so it, it was just nice. It was nice to kind of like after years of like being holed up and looking at each other on screens or whatever, 
you know, even though the pandemic had kind of passed already, it was still like a kind of, like you said, like a reconnection type of year where it was like, okay, now we can really let our hair down and take the masks off and, you know, travel and kind of go places. And by traveling for me, it's like, yeah, getting in a car and driving four miles. If you had told 16 year old me that there would be a word called barcade. <laughs> oh my God. Gee, right. You ever see the episode of family guy where, where quagmire finds out about internet porn. Oh no. <laughs> oh, it's a, it's a, it's worth it. It's one of those things where like he, he, they cut away and like he grows a beard like three, yeah, four like, days he later. Beard. He's like yeah. 20 pounds lighter. <laughs> right. And, uh, yeah. Yeah. Just the fact that we live it. Look, face it, with all the shit in the world. Yeah. It's awful, but we live in a world with the term barcade. So how bad, you know, here, really here's think. a shout out to you. Here's a shout out to your better half. Maybe barcade is like a, a, a bar band version of the Duran Duran offshoot band arcade. Well, she loves arcades <laughs> and Duran Duran. So either way, it's a win. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, it's it's a win. Uh, for and dogs. Me, and the, the word bark is in there. So, you know. Yeah, yeah. Makes, hey, hey. <laughs> you really hit the trifecta with uh, management there. Uh, for me, uh, one of the great things this year is the world of podcasts. Um, Ours, of course, I'll get to that in a second. But over the last year, um, you know, two friends of mine in the comedy world have a podcast, Open Mic Pain, that I have really enjoyed. Uh, I've enjoyed getting to know them, but their podcast is great. It brings me lots of smiles. Another podcast, Strike Force 5, was probably the Strike Force 5 was five late night talk show hosts. Um, Stephen Colbert, Seth Meyers, John Oliver, Jimmy Fallon, and Jimmy Kimmel getting together over the writer's strike and doing 12 episodes of arguably my favorite podcast that will ever exist ever next to the Gilbert Gottfried one, which after Gilbert's passing, I took it harder. And I, I, I know it might sound like I'm joking, but I really took Gilbert Gottfried's passing hard, and I loved his podcast, and I wasn't able to listen to it to a very long time. I've recently started listening to it again. Um, I've become friends with a guy who has a podcast called uh, um, Complaints and Observation. They're on hiatus, but it's rumored he is coming back. Again, I don't know this guy. I, mm -hmm. I was recommended a podcast from somebody. He lives on the other side of Massachusetts. And I cannot tell you how much I've enjoyed that. As far as our podcast goes, guys, this year has been way too much fun. It's been it's been just when it's just the three of us or just two of us. If one of you guys are traveling or had something else to do, it's been really fun. But the guests we've had, uh, you know, me falling down this rabbit hole of comedy and getting to have some of my favorite comics on, like a Steve Bjork. Uh, Mike Katrobus, who's been this great, great mentor and real champion for me and my comedy and giving me so many opportunities. It's it, it's a kindness like I have to play for it any chance I get. Uh, I be, I ended up going over and hanging out with this guy, Dante, the comic in L.A., who Joe and I talked to one day. And again, somebody I just knew online, I became friendly with on the social medias. But that friendship turned into a real friendship. We hung out in L.A. He gave me shows out there. It, it, you know, so the whole, you know, realm of podcast and podcasting has really been a major highlight for me in 2023. And thank you guys for everything that you have done on this podcast, because honestly, yeah, there's been ups and downs this year, but this has really been a highlight for me. And you two gentlemen who I love dearly are a huge part of it. I'll go one yeah. further. I'll oh, say that thanks. Jacques is the Carnival Personnel <laughs> Podcast. <laughs> oh, that's fine coming from you, Potter. Considering you drove him to his grave. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm doing two things at once. I didn't mean to do that. There you go. Never apologize for that. Um, all right, Biff. What else you got? Um, let's see. So, um, so kind of kind of a mixed one. But reference back. I had a terrific trip to Japan. It was terrific, you know, so the reconnection part is obviously one big part. Uh, I took it with my son. It's been a while since I took a trip with just my son. Uh, we used to do it every once in a while back in the day, but we hadn't done it in a while. Part, You know, just, you know, schedules and this and this and that and whatever. But 
and you know it was a great trip uh, i think for both of us uh he you know he got to see a lot of the the homeland i uh, finally got to experience japan and you know and just and just spending time with him i i feel like since the trip we've been you know kind of a lot closer um and so i think that was great um and you know, and, and we certainly can't forget the fact that during this um, this Japan trip, you know, I got to see you know, you know, my favorite all girls Japanese uh, rock band, Gacharic Spin. So that certainly, you know, you know, really boosted that trip. But just, you know, just in general, I mean, it, it was such. Um, um, I I think it did things that it's kind of hard to put in words. Just you know, just the um, uh, in in really, you know, in some ways maybe kind of changed our relationship a little bit or whatever the case may be. So. So I think that was a you know terrific trip, and and certainly going to the homeland is always a lot of fun. So, and you did all that without going to Super Nintendo World. I don't know how that you. <laughs> you know, there's a lot of things that we didn't do. You know, part partly because I was, I, you know, I went there with a bum knee, uh, so that certainly mm -hmm. didn't help. And then, but we were, I mean, we were tired, and like we, you know, like he, you know, he, you know, my son wasn't used to walking that much, and it's like it's a lot of walking. You know, so, hey, legit question: Is yeah. wheat legal in Japan? It is not legal in Japan. Interesting. Okay. I mean, uh, it's super illegal in Japan. I mean, we could talk <laughs> about this on another day, but like essentially uh, like celebrities who are caught smoking weed are kind of basically temporarily blacklisted. And, and in fact, um, just drug use in Japan and South Korea, super, super frowned upon to a point where um, I uh, just last night, um, the, uh, a guy who like won awards for Parasite in South Korea uh, he was he was you know uh, kind of charged with drug use. Uh, I, I think he committed suicide oh, from no. all the negative. Yeah, so it's that, wow. that stuff is super serious shit in those two countries. Yeah, oh, like wow. well, yeah. I, I know I know you know weed isn't anything in our world specifically, yeah. but um, yeah, no, that's it. I j it's just just an interesting thing. And uh, also, uh, no Godzilla attacks while you were in Japan. So that that's another big thing. Yeah, Godzilla, you know, takes the uh, fall <laughs> off. You know, you, if you if you notice, you never see Godzilla in the snow. Yeah, he's, uh, more of a, he's more of a summer. He's a summer guy, you know. No, the father-son things are always great. What about yeah. you, Joe? What's another great thing that happened in the world of Joe? I wouldn't say – maybe it's not great. But it's kind of bittersweet, uh, but at least, you know – grateful that it occurred is we found a place to live considering our circumstances last year we had to move out of our old rental um we tried to find a place to you know uh here's a pro tip for those of you just starting families um save for a down payment and don't wait until after a pandemic to buy a house because it's too late uh the real estate prices go up and then you're forced to rent um in a district where you have to uh, pay much more for rent than you normally would in other anyways long story short we found a new place to live um and um as much as i hate to see the old luzium go the new luzium is uh, just fine and dandy uh, n n thanks in no small part to jacques help in moving a behemoth of a television from my mother's house to um, my new abode, which I could have saved you the effort had I just had our movers move my old TV from the old house to the new place. But lessons learned, or were they? Uh, we'll find out in 2024. But you know, at least we, we yeah, we're 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 living, uh, you know, a, a little um, on the edge of our means, all things considered. But you know, we're making it work, and uh, it it could be worse. It could be raining. So plus we have fun stories from the move so that you know that that we will regale for years to come so that's that, that, that's that from the a, move yeah that's no it, <laughs> it, it does you know what note to dan <laughs> stories from the move that might be uh no and that's a nice segue uh so this year in 2023 was the first time i was part of new songs for a new ep for the band mm. Dan has been putting albums out every couple years that I help with. You know, I collaborate with, help work out songs, but we actually did a couple songs from the start from jams that were kernels of an idea that we developed together. One song, you know, you know, technically, you know, it wasn't it was after the pandemic, but it, it got released this year. 
uh, two songs on a new EP, and it was really, really great. I didn't get to dance as much as I like to, um, but he has a full studio there. But that was a really fun thing to be able to say. It's like, yeah, I'm not just playing old songs or just playing Dan's awesome stuff that he's done over like the last 10, 15 years, but that as a band, we developed, recorded, and released new stuff in uh, the first time in a very long time. And that for me was a true highlight because – there are a few things that make me happier than jamming with Dan. And I know I've said it before. If you guys have seen the movie soul, the animated movie about a piano player uh, that came out a couple years ago, won a bunch of uh, Academy awards, uh, one for the song. Anyways, there's a scene where the guy's playing piano at a jazz club and his body leaves, you know, I mean, his soul leaves his body is kind of watching him and then gets trapped in heaven. Anyways, uh, I often feel like that when I'm jamming, you know, with Dan. I just, like, get lost in the euphoria. It's it's almost like in Hockey Biff where you see it in movies, but it will happen, where sometimes a play will slow down and you can see it happening kind of almost like a spectator. You're part of a play. You, you mean like every play in Friday Night Hockey? <laughs> Especially second line, no, but but it, but it is. You know, so, I'm, you know, you know, as a goalie, that's what I'm watching. Right? So so it, it's true, but uh, but yeah, recording this year and releasing new Beyond It stuff was uh was a real highlight for me. So there that, we go. No, that's cool. So when is that coming out? Or no, it, it did, it did, or? it did, it did a couple months okay. ago. It's on oh, okay. Spotify. It's called the Trump e uh, the Trump era. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Duh. What am I thinking? Of course, yeah, yeah. yeah. The the great song "Build the Wall" was one. Right, right, um, right, right. And, and, I, I even and, watched that video. What am I and, thinking? And Duh. Tucker, and Tucker. You know, which you know, we released our song Tucker. Tucker Carlson gets fired two weeks later. I don't think it's a coincidence. You mean yeah. he went to a you know a much more prestigious? Yeah, uh, he was reborn. Some yeah. would say. Uh, um, but when do you when do you tour? That's what the public wants to know. You know, ah. I, I, the people who do, you know, the KO comedy stuff I do online, you know, do live streams of bands, and that's the only way we will ever play because, uh -huh. um, it's like the Beatles. You stop I, touring. I don't like leaving the house. Joe really doesn't like leaving the house unless he's coming to my house. And, uh, Dan does not leave his house. But I, I get it. Dan stopped. Dan, it was hard to get Dan to play out the last 10 years. He stopped drinking, and when you play a show, essentially when you do load in for sound check, and if you're headlining, you're talking, it's a six-hour window that you're in a bar or a club. You're in an establishment that's there for one reason and one reason only, to serve alcohol. And as a, you know, 35-year, you know, recovering alcohol, well, he's been recovering for about 10 years, but as a drunk for 35 years, it's not the place he wants to be, you know? So it was tough for him to want to do that. What made it what made it kind of okay is we would play shows with the band, the rationales with our great friend, you know, Dave Maribel who passed. And ever since, as soon as Dave Maribel passed, we knew, okay, that's it. You know, unless we record a song that gets used in a movie that Bill Faye and I does wins an Academy Award, then, you know, <laughs> we'll play that at the Academy Awards well, ceremony. What if, what, if, what, if it, what if it wins a, the Golden Globes? Yeah. You know, I I, I don't know it's if you would leave the house for a Golden for the Globe. Golden Globe. <laughs> <laughs> because the Golden Globes, another thing, the Golden Globes is a drinking event. I mean, people drink at the Golden Globes, not the uh, Academy Awards. Right. So again, it would probably have to be the Academy or nothing. I, I, thought, I thought the Academy Awards was a drinking event. No, it's not. It's actually not. No, uh, oh, frowned I, upon. Is that so, right? I did not know that. That's why everybody looks so angry and bitter when they yeah. cut to them in the audience. <laughs> Wait, was, uh, it, was it the Golden Globes when um, the Will Smith uh, punching nope. incident happened? No, nope, that, nope, that, that was the Oscars. Yep, baby. Yes, because because I I could have sworn like I I was watching some thing where um uh they were they were talking about the incident and they said but you were at the, you were at the event but yeah but we missed it because we were back at the bar so yeah maybe there's a green word anyways yeah recording was my thing uh what do you got biff what's another good thing that happened in the world of biff why and uh the third one is uh we got a puppy we got a puppy well and, and my god she's just the sweetest puppy we got her from the past in the Humane Society, uh, we got her when she was uh, allegedly about whatever you know, uh, you know, a couple months old. Um, 
and um, she, you know, she is a mutt, but she looks like a golden retriever. Whenever she appears on camera during my work calls, people think she's a golden retriever, but she's bigger than a golden retriever. Um, and she's probably uh, 110, 120 by now. Who knows? Mm. Um, she's like a year old now. And um, yeah, but yeah, we got a, we got a puppy. What's her name? Uh, her name is Lily. And, and she's just, she's a real kind of, a, you know, just generally a kind of a mellow puppy, but super protective. So there is a downside of, you know, anything that kind of comes around the house in the middle of the night, she's, you know, going to tell us. Cause she's a guard dog, you know, yeah. she's our first guard dog because our past dogs have been huskies and yeah, they're lousy. You know, huskies are lousy guard dogs. <laughs> it's funny. I will walk in the house and I'll have, to, I'll take something to shed from the car. I'll come in the back, you know, the back door and the dogs will like poke their heads out from the couch and yeah. start barking when I'm halfway through the kitchen. I'm like, asshole. I'm already in the house. Like, like you, you are bad at your job. It's like they just remember, like, oh yeah, yeah. oh yeah. Let's put on a little show. Like we're gonna actually do something, except yeah. lick somebody's ankle yeah. to death if they walk by. Yeah. So, uh, no, that's great, Biv. I mean, there's nothing. Um, it's funny because you know Joe's family has mentioned maybe getting a pet before, and it's funny when Joe comes over and he sits on the couch. Um, we have blankets and throw pillows on the couch, but Joe's usually covered in pet when he sits down. Yeah, that's so. You know, it's funny. Like this, this dog is the couchiest dog we've ever had. I mean, she and when I say couchiest, like we have these. You know, we have the couch, and then you know you have the 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 side cushions, and we put cushions on the side cushions. She she knows to kind of go in there and then lean her head on the side cushions. She literally uses the couch properly my other dogs weren't real you know not huge couch they would they prefer the bed just a flat you know yeah. comfy whatever but this one is a couch dog well but but the dogs will get on you know joe and i'll, I'll like go to shoe him off and he's like no it's fine i mean literally dogs who lay on a couch and put their head on your lap you know what i mean They're, it's it's great it, it really is it, i can't yeah. use the excuse they must smell my dog because <laughs> Uh, what about you, Joe? What, what else you got going on over there? Uh, let's see. Well, um, briefly, I'll mention that uh, earlier in the year, I uh, revisited the Back to the Future Museum with uh, my friend uh, Steve, our friend Steve from the formal edition years. Um, and his family, uh, which whom I haven't seen in you know many years, so that was kind of like a nice little reunion. Um, the Back to the Future Museum, by the way, is this um, basically this guy's barn uh, out in uh, Huddleston or Hubbardston, Hubbardston, Massachusetts. Uh, this guy uh, Bill Shea, not to be confused with Bill Fay, uh, collects a bunch of like actual movie props and 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 also. Uh, recreations of the Back to the Future DeLorean and stuff. I think I've talked about it before, but we revisited that in January and uh, it was nice. We got to see the Back to the Future 2 version. Um, since then, they've gotten the very rare, ultra rare, only three known to be in existence, mm. solid gold um, play or gold plated Back to the Future or DeLorean. Like wow. there were, I guess only three made to like, you know, specific investors of the DeLorean. And they have now have one of them in their possession. So uh, I saw a picture of it. It looks rad. Uh, wow. I, I do want to go back again next year. Um, but, you know, there's that. And then it, it just, a, I don't know, squeeze in another one. I don't know if yeah. you're what the thing is. Um, starting my Plex account maybe is sort of like a, a thing. I Did I start that last year? Right? No, that's this year. That's 2023. Right, right, right. Yeah. Now that's so, 2024 because this drops on. Eh. Yeah. But in yeah, 2023. So I started it in 2023. Okay. Yeah. I started the Plex account. You know, I had to copy Sully uh, because, you know, you had Sully's Plex account and uh, that was very cool to see. And I was like, you know what? Let, let me see what kind of weird things I could find on the internet that I'm afraid will eventually go away. And that's when I downloaded a bunch of, uh, you know, stuff from Channel 5 back in the day the the old chronicles and the uh, jabberwocky show we watched a bunch of early 70 or we watched a bunch of early chronicle stuff as soon as you put it up there uh it was fantastic and 
it didn't have the commercials, but it 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 uh, didn't have the. Uh, uh, it wasn't. It's it's a term called pull blacks where you take away the commercial space. So the commercials were there, so you could hear the studio talk, <laughs> which because these are master tapes, yeah, which nice. was fantastic. That's actually pretty cool. It was literally, yeah. It was you know if, if you can't have the eighties commercials in there, this is pretty much the next best thing. But no, and I'm I for one am very happy you start that Plex account. Yeah, so that was fun. So, um, you know, yeah, so sorry, a little twofer there for me, but Jacques, uh, tell us what, what do you, what were you happy about? What, what beacons of hope were there in so, 2023? I have two sons who are not sports sons. And up until a few years ago, I was a sports addict. Um, I, I've, I've, they've been exposed to everything. I mean, they've gone to NFL games I've worked and NBA games and King games and, when I worked with the national team in guitar, but just no interest in sports. It's not their thing. Um, They've also been to the, you know, the fiend, you know, the John Taylor fertilizer hockey. Phoenix they tournament have, game. which could have turned them off to hockey anyways, possibly, but, but all seriousness, you know, it was important for me that they try everything they've done, you know, little league for a year. They've done flag football. They've done jujitsu since they can walk. That's been their only consistent thing, but we never did tournaments and belts. It's, it's just something to ha have stability, you know, something that they could do two or three times a week. We could do it if we traveled. And also if they had to miss something, it wasn't like they were going to short change a team by not being able to be there. So they've never sat and watched pack games with me or Bruins games when I used to do that. It's just not their thing. But on their own this year, they found stuff that they like. And it's not that, oh, I'm a sports dad and I've always wanted to be a sports dad. What makes me happy is they found these things on their own. My oldest son played American football, which I will never not be shocked because he has some medical challenges that makes it tough for him to run. But he first month playing didn't know the names of the positions like truly didn't right. know the names and at practice they would say you know Grayson play guard Grayson play guard and he would just kind of you know just have a bewildered look he's like okay stand there <laughs> you know um but well, you know he... I, I I would say I'm sorry to interject here but I would say the sweetest part of that is that you know I think there was a certain you know he was doing it you know to be try to be helpful, right? I mean, because you know, I don't know that he, he really ever had an interest in, you know, playing football as much as to say, you know, I mean, the fact that he wanted to, you know, help out uh, a program that needed yes. help, right? Uh, I mean, this, that's the sweetest part. This summer, he was a lifeguard, and and that's another. He just had such a great year. He was a lifeguard this summer. He took a lifeguard course last February through the town. Was a lifeguard at the city pool. He really liked that and. While lifeguarding, there was a couple other kids who played high school football at Lowell High. He thought he was going to Lowell High, and they're like, dude, you're crazy strong. You should try football. And he's like, oh, maybe I will. And he ended up getting into this charter school. It's too small to have a team. But, yes, the neighboring town lost their football program, didn't have enough. And as part of kind of like a community service thing, he's like stepped up and says, oh, I will help out. But once he started playing and he realized it's like, oh, I am crazy strong. Oh, jujitsu has, you know, really, you know, helped me. And now he's on the swim team. He's never been on a swim team. He could always swim. He grew up at the beach. We used to go to the Y like two or three times a week when we lived in L.A. his whole life. He's always been a strong swimmer. But again, it was one of those things. He said, hey, when I get to high school, I'm going to do things I haven't done. I'm going to come out of my safety zone and he's put himself out there and, and the swim team has been a great experience. My little guy, same thing. I mean, he begrudgingly went to jujitsu because, uh, you know, our rule is you can stop doing jujitsu when you can keep me from putting you in the car. So we never got, <laughs> we never got to that point, but he's always been really good at it. And he's always been good at sports initially like like not great but he played hockey was better than he should be for somebody who never played he played baseball was much better than he should be for somebody who never played but then it got to the point where he was going to have to put in a little effort to go the next step and he's like no check please you know but uh he ended up falling in love with the real football over the last year 
And just to see him have passion about anything and stick with it and lose a couple championship games and be devastated and make him want to work more at it versus, you know, give up. Uh, the fact that he follows, you know, not, not just English soccer in the Prem League, but he follows uh, La Liga, the Spanish League. Oh, Bundegrass. I'm trying to think of the German League and the Italian League. I mean, his favorite teams is AC Milan in the Italian League, uh, Real Madrid in Spain. Um, he got back to, but that's the thing. And, and now he plays on two teams. He's trying to learn Portuguese, uh, mostly the swears, but also <laughs> uh, it, it was funny because he went and he played. His best friend is from Brazil. And he's 12, my son's 13, but they got to go play football with his older, the Brazilian kid's older brother who's 19, 20 with his buddies. And my son made this run and he was kind of open and he puts his hand and he's yelling, a key, a key, a key. And it's like, here, I'm open. Yeah, like right. like yeah. he knows enough Portuguese, uh, which again, it's all because of the sports thing and – it's been really great. Not again, not that I'm a sports dad. I mean, the driving I did was ridiculous, but yeah. they found stuff they liked on their own. They found stuff that they're good at. Uh, they found stuff that they had to work at to take that next step. And my oldest son, you know, is has been asking for six months to go to the gym more, to do these things, which again, like taking your kid to Japan, I have so much farther sun time, not just driving them but because of my athletic background because of my dad being a, a bodybuilder i know what i'm doing doesn't look like it but we have all these great father-son things and with you know the football the little guy plays the training the plyometrics it's the same as hockey the principles of you know moving and, and not just in a straight like and so we've been able to work on these things together so the fact that they found sports on their own and are good at it and are working hard to be better at it. Uh, it's been probably the biggest unexpected, wonderful surprise of 2023. Yeah. I, I, I will say I was pretty shocked to hear uh, Grayson playing football. That was like, like, like football, like in, you know, that stuff with the, uh, the, the oval shaped ball, like that football, you know? Yeah. It's but funny. It's great for him. Yeah. Our friend Ross, on the podcast, you know, a uh, tenure professor at the University of Maryland and former guest Joe on Physics Today. Thank you very much. <laughs> uh, he, like he came to one of Grayson's games and he's into photography, like mostly yeah. birds, but he had he took this great picture of it was like snapped off like 10 pictures in a second where right. um, my kid shed two blockers, made a tackle, which was great. Yeah. But then has a picture of him helping the kid up. So, yeah. you know, my, my, the oldest one is addictively sweet. He's he's so kind and gentle that even in the ferocious battle of football, he's still him. And it was like yeah. that's one of those moments that will when I'm like 80 and thinking of great moments of watching him develop as a person. Like that was was one of those moments that I'm very yeah. thankful for. But uh, yeah. what else do you got in 2023, Biff? I thought we only had three. I only made okay. three. I only have made. I have now have to start thinking. All right, but, but Joe, you you've had you have nothing but rainbow and sunshine coming out your ass. So, what other good thing happened to you this year, Joe? Well, I don't know about you, but I got to meet the Fonz. Yeah. Oh, wow. that's good. It. Got to see, got to meet the Fonz. Yeah. Oh, that's uh, great. Legitimately, I didn't uh, you know stalk him outside of a pizzeria or anything i uh went to thankfully somebody bought me a ticket to an appearance that he had in cambridge massachusetts harvard square and we uh jacques and i you know we i mean it just happened what last month the november 2nd to be exact uh so two months ago and yeah we got this we got a, a book out of the deal signed by henry winkler and um i got to say hello and uh, thank you to Henry Winkler, the AKA uh, the Fonz. Um, Jacques, what did you have to say to uh, I, uh, Henry Winkler? You know, I, I think you covered everything that I <laughs> would have said to him had I been able to speak at the moment. But um, yeah, no, that that was a good one. Uh, you know, uh, the last thing for me is the stand-up thing. 
Uh, mm. it, it, I, it was a full year. I started, you know, I did one thing in L.A. in August of 2022. Then I didn't do it again till the end of October. I probably did it like five times. But this whole year, you know, uh, up until December, like Thanksgiving, the, the last month, it's just been too busy. And I will say... It was as awful as I thought. Horrible people. Um, hor- <laughs> There's so many awful things. A lot of driving. But the good has so... For every one douchebag I've met, I've met 10 great people. And I have... I will say there's like four or five people I've become friends with in this process who, if you heard us talking, you think we've been friends for 10 years. Mm. Uh, there's been kindnesses again, the kindness by, you know, Mike Katrobus coming on our little podcast, but also the mentoring and giving me shows and just opening doors. Uh, Steve Bjork, a guy who has been my favorite New England based comic for a decade, taking time out to punch up my material to work on me with stuff. Also, again, coming on the podcast, but just being a sweetheart, you know. Again, my friend Sally, our relationship has changed in in the best ways. We've always been good friends, but now she's also played a very mentoring role. She's gone from being a friend to being a mentor and giving me shows at some of the most pristine, prestigious places in Los Angeles, Dante the Comic. So this year, uh, the experiment of, of, hey, can I do stand-up? You know, the year before, it's like, hey, I haven't written a script in 20 years. I'm going to see if I can still write a script. And I wrote a script, and I'm very proud of it, and it almost killed me, and I put on 100 pounds doing it. Uh, this this year, I've gone from, hey, I'm trying to find open mics. Oh, there's one an hour away. I'll go try that, to getting booked shows, to having people like Jim McHugh, who's you know, just a Boston icon and created the Boston Comedy Festival 24 years ago, him giving me shows. Uh, working with me, you know, asking my advice or, or my thoughts on jokes and punching up material. Again, yeah, there's been some douchebags and some, you know, ugh, kind of moments. But overall, it's been positive. I'm very, very lucky. I have so many great friends, so many great experiences. And again, something I got to do with my oldest kid a few times. Uh, you know, another thing, no matter if he never does stand up again, the fact that he and I got to do stand up at a club in New York together. Yeah, that's cool. Uh, is, where, where, where specifically in New York? Was it uh, like uh, Albany or uh, the, the Comedy Cellar in Manhattan? Actually, to be specifically down in the bar, we close to where CBGBs used to be. Um, oh. We went to we went to visit my my you know my nephew, his cousin, who writes on SNL. Little little brag there. Uh, yeah. Still still writes on SNL. I should I should clarify. For some a, people don't know that. <laughs> some people do not know that. But uh, and then on the way home, we're like, hey, I'm going to go do this. So it was, that was one of those things yeah. where. It happened. And I told him that it's like, you know, cause he's not, he doesn't present as like a football guy. And I said, if you never play football again, something will come up in 20 years and you'll be like, Oh yeah. When I played high school football and there's going to be a, wait, what you played high school football crazy. <laughs> or it's like, yeah, the time my dad and I did stand up in Manhattan together. Wait, you did stand up. And then I got to meet the president again. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So, so that's been my. Did Biff? Did you think of another good thing that happened this year? You, you got the, you got the trip to Japan. No, the, yeah. A um, reunion in Hawaii. Look at that. The reunion in Hawaii. The trip to Japan. You live in L.A. Where you God, got did you go on a dog. game show or something? I mean, how many trips? Right. <laughs> right? You know. What's the, what's another great? I mean, I feel like you know, I I, I lead you know I I lead a great life so uh, you know i feel pretty blessed but gosh i'm trying to think of anything you haven't specific. got fired and you got to see john taylor naked a lot this, uh, I yeah all that all that stuff right you know you know uh, two things i can't say this year <laughs> uh then one honorable mention from me uh the, the this year was a, a a very good year for video games you know if you like mm. gaming or, or playing video games or hearing people talk about video games. There was no shortage of that. And especially yeah. for the Nintendo fans, there was a new Zelda game and a new Super Mario game out. Um, so, yeah, that that also kind of brightened the yeah. year a little bit, you know, getting some mileage out of the yeah. the uh, consoles that I purchased over the past few years. All right, well, well let, let's throw out, you know, let's wrap it up pretty quick. But, uh, Biff, give me a couple of things that you're looking forward to this year. 
Well, yeah, certainly. Um, I think you know, kind of continuing with more travel is the big one. I'm, uh, I do want to uh, you know, go back to Japan. Uh, you know, one of the things with my trip this time around was because of the nature of the trip. Uh, we all, I usually have like one of my friends arranges like a night of drinking with a bunch of the uh, old friends from Hawaii, but that didn't happen this year because it was just a, you know, the logistics was just too tricky. So I, I saw two of my friends individually, but we didn't have the kind of the group thing. So hopefully I could do that in the next year. Um, so, and obviously that's all part of the, just kind of the reconnecting thing. And uh, you know, and one of the things I did find out about the Japan trips I used to take was, you know, I used to just go to Tokyo, hang around, do some shopping. And it wasn't, you know, it was just, just a trip for me to kind of kick back in Tokyo and really not do things too much. And I, I realized that, you know, I did things with my son this year. And you know what? I really should do things when I go to Japan. So next time around, I do plan on, once again, going outside of Tokyo and go to going to other other places. So I, I, I am really looking forward to that. Um, coincidentally, I'm looking at, you know, December of next year when, you know, just funny enough, you know, Guitar Spin is having a, a big show then with a, with a reunited side project, uh, Dolls Box. And I know you guys are, ri- you know, just, just, I mean, thrilled to hear. I got the emails. Yeah. So, <laughs> so I think that's, that's when it's when it'll, like, when it'll likely happen, but yeah, definitely that. And then if I can, I want to try to squeeze in uh, another uh, a trip to uh, Hawaii so that I could, uh, uh, my I went to a, a private school and every year they have a fundraiser carnival thing. And so I'm volunteering, you know, at that carnival, you know, I think it, another, if I can you know, pull it off, a kind of great way to probably, you know, you know, meet up with, uh, you know, some of the classmates that I didn't get to see in, in during the reunion weekend. So, you know, you know, hopefully I get a little bit of that. So those so, are two trips I'm, you know, thinking about. If you uh, volunteer for this carnival, you'll literally be carnival personnel. Personnel, that's right. <laughs> This is true. Well done, Joe. Joe, what what what's the good things that are going to happen to you this year? Oh well, you know, first and foremost, my younger son will be graduating high school in May. I nice. Think. Um, well, you know, fingers crossed, right? You know, these kids you know, they <laughs> slag off uh, senioritis, but um, you know, and then we got to work on the college application process, and then I have to rob a bank um, to pay for the college, so that'll be fun. Um, and so the, I'm looking You're forward worth more to, dead than you are alive. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, hope to, yeah, I hope that kind of goes smoothly uh, next year, but I'm looking forward to it. Um, um, I don't know. There's a, uh, there's a new Ghostbusters movie coming out, <laughs> I don't, yeah, right? Like uh, that, that's cool. Um, that's coming out in March. So um, one, 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 one more thing. Uh, I'm looking forward to above all else, 2024, a, a spirited presidential election, you know, Lord. <laughs> I really do. I'm looking oh. forward to um, just seeing where we've been in the past four years and seeing how how um, tides have changed and maybe how attitudes have changed and how people will go to the polls this uh, upcoming November. You know, now that you mentioned that, you know, my December trip to Japan might be you know, my one-way trip. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> my goodness. Uh, yeah, and also I'm um, I'm looking forward to the sweet release of death. Um, you know, <laughs> at some point, whether it be voluntary or involuntary, who knows? It's a it's a it's a gamble, but I'm pretty certain that this is the year. This, this is, is the year. I'm coming, Elizabeth. <laughs> this is a big one. Um, oh my goodness! For, for me, uh, hoping to move to more travel travel you know of course hoping to make my my la trip you know i like to be out there for a month this summer instead of just two weeks this summer depends on the kids football uh i'm very much hoping to be in phx with uh jtf uh memorial day weekend that that would be mm-hmm. I, I haven't played in the last couple of years uh, i'd have to lose 100 pounds to be able to do that um, to, you know, take the, the hundred pounds. That's not your children, right? It's not my children. No, <laughs> uh, you know, but, but the big one is we're, we're eyeing a London trip. London and Tokyo are the two family trips we're hoping to do over the next two or three years. Um, as far as comedy goes, uh, I'm hoping to average three booked shows a month. Uh, 
you know, not open mics where my name's on a flyer or, or something like that. And I'm hoping that at least by October to be doing one middling thing. So I'm not an opener. I'm not a guest. You know, there's, there's a host, the guest, an opener, a middle, and then a headliner. I'm hoping to do at least three or four middle spots, you know, by the end of the year. I mean, it, it's a lot of work. Uh, it's a lot of networking, <laughs> but, uh, and again, uh, hoping to do, you know, record at least, I said four, but realistically, if Dan and I can pull off three new songs this year, uh, and then the, Dan can finish off the rest of the album with his <laughs> No, but if I if I if I can if I can be part of like three or four songs this year, and, and then again, you know, with the kids, I, I don't have any hopes for them except I just hope that they keep doing stuff that they like. I I hope the little guy continues with with football, the real football, because he's really good at it. Uh, but yeah, I'm, I'm just hoping that, or, or if they both go back to theater, I just hope they continue to, f- to be involved in stuff that makes them want to get in the car versus me saying, get in the car, yeah. <laughs> you know? Um, so, 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 I mean, honestly, that's been the great thing that, that they're in the car ready to go versus yep, yep. me, you know, uh, having to do that. So that, 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 that's my, that's my hopes for 20. And then of course, all the children of the world holding hands singing, you know, <laughs> the, the crap of the kids. So, so, uh, but that's it for me. So I'll let Joe and Biff, you know, but I, I want to thank everybody who's, um, you know, somehow made it through my meandering and, and Biff's insights and Joe's funny over the last year. Thank you guys. Thank everybody who's listened so, so much. Um, and thank you guys. Truly, Biff, you're the best. Joe, yep. absolutely love you, man. Uh, you are the best. And I'll let you guys uh, wrap up uh, the first podcast of the new year. I, I got I got nothing. <laughs> I'll let Joe way wrap to, it up. Way to add lib, Biff. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think uh, this was, yeah, this is probably, dare I say, the most quote-unquote successful year for this podcast because of the efforts put forth by one Jacques Lambert. Um, I gave up on this podcast. (laughs) No, literally, I gave up on the podcast like in 2020, right? I was like, yeah, I think our work here is done. You know, like we got Joe Biden elected and I was like, you know what? That's enough. That's (laughs) that's enough. I don't want to talk anymore. I don't want to edit my voice anymore. I don't want to listen to myself. I'm done. I'm never coming back. Six months later. Hey, welcome back, Joe. <laughs> oh, that's right. Great to, have you, to... great to have you back, by the way. Yeah, you know... thank you. Yeah, in order to maintain a friendship, I have to do this podcast uh, contractually. I mean, what, what, would, what would that Christmas episode have been without your, you know, with your incredible singing? So, of course, right. Yeah. It wouldn't be Christmas without Gilbert singing yeah. last Christmas. Um, but no, I think, but like just the amount of guests that came on the show because of Jacques. Um, Jacques did it. Jacques did it. George, it was all Jacques. Uh, <laughs> he just got on the phone. They said, you know, they need a the, the, Jacques needs a podcast guest. Sign me up. <laughs> so that's what it was like. Hopefully, we'll get uh, even better, bigger, and better guests. Um, maybe some return guests this year. Yep. Yep. Um, it'll be fun. Yep. And um, I was kidding about the sweet release of death thing. You know, I'm not looking forward to it. But hey, if it happens, maybe. not not your death, not your death. Somebody <laughs> else's death, maybe. Exactly but. right. Like I follow this guy. We're not uh, we're not naming names, but right. Uh, I follow there's a list. I follow somebody on Twitter who, um, every time an obituary comes out, he goes, "Not the obituary I wanted to read today," but I know which one he's waiting that for. One, right? uh, yeah, I know which I, one I, I that they're waiting for. Yeah, when Kissinger died, he was like, "Not the one, but close." <laughs> <laughs> Well, um, he probably thought, wait, he wasn't dead yet? Right, yeah. Because <laughs> that's pretty, you know, people from my generation, that's pretty much what we, what we thought. Oh, when did he not die? You know, kind of a thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like, oh, I'm surprised. Yeah. Um, wow. Yeah, so, but anyways, no, 2024, despite what you might see on, you know, 24-hour news programs, 2024 is going to be great. You wait and see. Um you know, it's not going to be a rehash of 2020. No, no, we're going to get. It's going to be a lot more spectacular. Yes, yes, it's going to be all new and improved. Yeah. Um, it, 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 just try not to think about it. There's so much more <laughs> leading up to it. I don't know. There's so much more year ahead of us than uh, November 2024. But we all know what's coming. Yeah, right. Yeah, I know. 
But uh, Happy New Year, everybody. And um, like a wise man once said, don't forget... Yeah.